Hi everybody, welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 1375. I'm just heading on my way back from hospital. And if you're listening in tomorrow, you would heard that I was on my way to hospital. So it's the same day, um, Saturday night, heading home from the hospital. And today I just wanted to reflect on the fact that sometimes it's those little things that you do that can make a difference. And I mentioned yesterday about my objective for my visit today is really just to try and put a smile on my daughter's face, get her to be happy in the moment, knowing that she's in a really tough place and not knowing that I'm not going to solve any problems for her today. And sometimes you've just got to be there. And sometimes you've just got to, you know, wrap your arms around someone. You just, just be there, not necessarily talking because she was sleeping a lot and just just being there. And I know that that made a difference for her today. Not a huge difference, not a life-changing difference, but uh, when she feels the way that she does and lost and helpless and I guess sometimes feeling like everybody is against her, it's nice to be able to, to just be and... Uh, you know, when I look at the amount of time that I've been in there today, so six six hours, uh, could I have thought of a whole bunch of other things that I wanted to do with that six hours a day? Absolutely, uh, because I'm tired. I was just tired before going in. It's been a, a busy last couple of weeks, and it's just one hectic thing after the other. And so I'm I'm going home now, and it will. I don't know, it looks busy on the road, Saturday night, traffic. Uh, I'm going home to have some dinner. I'm going to then have a shower and jump into bed. The cat will probably come and sit on the bed with me. And probably in about an hour and a half's time, I might be sound asleep. Uh, So I haven't really had a chance to, you know, chill out today give back to myself too much but I'm aiming to do that now even if it's just for a little bit I need to come in tomorrow uh, to see her again uh, because her mum has been doing the more in the weekdays so that means I've got to do more on the weekends oh proud of me and uh, I, I am going to sleep in tomorrow I'm going to then go for a walk to get some more kilometres in my feet um, I haven't done too much the last couple of days, but it's been so busy. The last three days, actually, it's been so busy. And um, I want to get a leg workout in tomorrow as well, and then I'll come in to visit Liv. And I don't know, that, that'll probably be another five or six hours. Before you know it, it'll be Sunday night, this time tomorrow night, and I'll feel like, man, where is the weekend gone? I haven't had a weekend and she'll be out on Monday and back to my place and here we go again. Another 48 hours and then we're back again. Uh, so I guess the message today is that 
you know, it's those little things that you do that can add up over a long period of time. Even in the, the pain that I know she's going through, uh, I know that, um, you know, she loves me. I know that she, uh, even though we may not be doing the things that she always likes, that she respects the fact that, you know, we're always there as a parent, always there. And uh, I guess I, I felt a bit of that tonight, which was sweet. All these cars are about to collide in front of me. They're both indicating at the same time. Thankfully, the one on the left looked. Actually, they both, I didn't check, but both of those, they look like newer cars. They both probably have that accident prevention type technology, which is pretty cool. I don't certainly don't have it in my car. Um, but anyway, you know, I just think doing those little things can, can just really add up over a long period of time to make a massive difference to... Uh, to your kids but also have a think about how those little things that you could be doing could be impacting relationships and when you say the word relationships people automatically think intimate relationships but look I, I look at it like this it could be the relationship with your kids it could be the relationship that you have with your intimate partner it could be the relationships that you have with extended family, siblings, etc. It could be the relationships that you have uh, with uh, fellow colleagues at work. It could be the, in my case, um, I when I talk about relationships, I'm really talking about business relationships. And um, yeah, it's a big focus of mine this year. And I, I often talk about adding value. You've got to add value in relationships. And this is just an extension of what I'm talking about here. How do you add value in a relationship? Often it's not the huge things. It's the little things that you do, the little things that you notice. And that's how you can have an impact. It's not about you know, buying a friend massive expensive gifts and doing things like that. It's not that because that can seem a bit over the top if it's a friend or if it's a business relationship or something, it's those little things, the little things that you notice. Uh, it's uh, like sending someone a card. When was the last time you got a card, a handwritten card? Very, very rare these days. And what's interesting is in my letterbox now, the, the biggest thing in my letterbox is the junk mail. Like it's all the ads, the catalogs, all that kind of stuff. Very few letters now and when I get a letter I'm like why am I getting a letter because everything should be electronic and so when you get a card in the mail a handwritten card I'm not talking about a pre-printed one I used to do pre-printed ones um, I've just ordered some new ones actually and uh, so for my my birthday campaigns my clients and so forth it's about giving them um, it depends the, the sequence isn't that straightforward but anyway um, it's a giving those people that really matter a handwritten card it really makes a difference people sit up and notice that I tell you the last coach that I signed up with in the US who helps me with um, uh, some of my marketing uh, he sent me a handwritten card from the US and I thought wow that's a really nice touch because no one sends cards anymore 
and it came all the way from the US. It had all the US stamps on it, and I thought, oh, wow, isn't that cool? And it, it cost him a few bucks because it had to come all the way from the States to Australia. And I, I commented to him um, when I next spoke to him, I said, like, thanks so much for your card. I said it was a really nice touch, and uh, it makes you memorable. And it makes me realize how I need to start doing that again. Um, so there's always a learning. But that, it's a, such a little thing. But I'm now telling you, it had a lasting memory on me. I had the card up on my desk for a while. But I thought, wow, that's really cool. That's a really nice gesture. And people don't do that enough. Um, I know here in Australia, people, well, I think it's dying out because I didn't really get any this year or last year. I think I got one and it was a corporate one. Uh, Christmas cards. Uh, People send Christmas cards to people and it's such a, well in the past, it's such a meaningless card. It's like just Merry Christmas, Rob, Merry Christmas and whatever's, you know, pre-printed on it in between. And it's like, what's the point? You know, you can tell that there was no thought put into that really at all, apart from the fact that I better send Rob a Christmas card. Um, It's, yeah, but take that same situation and say you took the time to pick out a nicer Christmas card and you wrote a really personal, a personalised message, like something like, um, let's say it was from a client. It's like, Rob, just wanted to wish you and your family a, you know, a Merry Christmas. I know you've had a really tough year, but I just wanted to thank you for dot, 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 dot that you've done this year. It's had a really big impact in my life. You know, and imagine you receiving that from somebody. That's so much more meaningful, right? Um, and that's, that's what makes the, the difference, I believe. Um, the same as a Christmas gift or a birthday gift, for instance. It doesn't have to be anything fancy, um, but it's, it's about listening and asking questions and understanding who someone is and what they really enjoy. Let's just say, for instance, that I'm just going to make... Oh, okay, that this is happening, right? The new Top Gun movie, which is supposed to have been coming out for the last two years, it gets released here in Australia, I think it's sometime in May, and now I think it's either mid-May, late, I think it's late May, something like that. Let's just say that I have a client that's an absolute Top Gun nutter. You know, they're a fan, they've been talking about the movie, etc. Um, and what I do is, let's just say, because I know that as soon as the movie comes out, they're going to see it. What I do is say, prepare a nice little card, get a nice little like a blank card and I get some in Australia here it's called gold class so um, gold class is uh, you know the big the big movie theater seats they can deliver food all that kind of stuff uh, to your seat etc etc so let's just say I get a nice little card and say hey I know you've really been looking forward to uh, the new Top Gun movie I thought you'd really love this I, you've got to tell me all about it here's uh, two Go, I'll, you give them one voucher and say uh, like a hundred bucks or something and say look um, go to gold class uh, you know with a partner um, grab some food have a really great time and tell me all about it can't wait you know, something like that 
you know, the, it's rather than just giving them a voucher, it's saying, well, yeah, you, you've listened. You know that they're uh, really looking forward to this movie. You've given it to them in advance so that they can book an extra nice experience because it's really special to them. And it's like, wow, they'll remember that. I say, oh, wow, that's really cool. They listen to me. They, they know what I like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it could be something... I'll give you a good example uh, that I've heard of uh, when I've been uh, listening to different you know, programs over time. Uh, cars. Now, I talk about this with my uh, clients that are car salesmen. I say, this is how you make a big impact. Get to know the prospect that wants the car. And... You know, really ask the right questions, like asking, you know, what do they do? What are they into? What's their job, etc. Um, you know, type of music, all that kind of stuff. Now, I know it's a little bit different now, so but stay with me because this is relevant to uh, the timing that I was listening uh, to this recording. And so this was like a Jaguar type dealership. So you're spending a lot of money on the car. What happens is, you know, they, they come and they pick up the car and it was the person that had bought the car that was, you know, recanting the story. And they said when they uh, opened the car, there's this nice little gift bag uh, in the car, on the car seat, the passenger seat. And in that were, say, five of the, uh, you know, their favourite CDs of particular artists or a particular artist. And it's like, wow. That's a big wow factor, isn't it? Now, obviously, most cars don't have CD players anymore. Uh, mine does, but it's a 2009 model. Um, like, that's a really, really nice touch, right? Or, again, listening to what people like. And maybe it's, um, maybe it's not a voucher, but maybe what you do is you go out and you buy two tickets to, say, the Australian Open Tennis or you know, an event that's coming up, tickets to a... A thing. Maybe they're really sporty, they love basketball. So you buy two tickets to the basketball, you leave them in an envelope or something on the front seat. Um, you know, with, I don't know, 50 bucks cash or 100 bucks cash or something like that with a note that says, No, you're really looking forward to, you know, X basketball match. Here, here's some treats on me. Have a great time. And I thank you so much for doing business with us. You know, something like that. When I, uh, uh, the day that I had the handover of the keys for my, my house that I, I live in now. So, new house, uh, you know, you, it's like your house is the, the biggest, biggest amount of money that you'll spend in your life on, you know, an asset, generally speaking. And so, it's a big occasion, right? And the day that you get the keys, the day you go through the final inspection, then they hand over the keys, etc., etc. Like, what an awesome opportunity for you to uh, really wow the client with something extra. I mean, the big wow is that they're getting the house. They're getting the keys to their new house and then they can start moving in and start living in it and so forth. And you think about what are all the different opportunities to provide a wow experience to that the, the new homeowner. And for, like, when we got our first house, there was no gift. I don't think, actually, that's not true. I think it was a bottle of champagne. And the second house, it was uh, a bottle of red wine, like in a, a little 
like stainless steel, like imagine it lying on an angle kind of thing, little wine holder. And that might have been it, or there might have been a small hamper, something like that. I just think if I was in that field, what I would do, because you think about the commission that they're making, etc., the lifetime value of a client, etc. Now, when I got that this house, what they gave me was a cutlery set. Uh, now, it was a nice cutlery set, uh, but here's the thing. It wasn't gift-wrapped, and it had a really cheap, crappy... Um, it looked like the guy had tried to do it himself and really failed. Imagine like, uh, like how you tie up a box with ribbon, right? So you put it around one, one side and then one end, and then it's got that curling ribbon, you know, on the top. It looked like it was, uh, it was dirty, it was squashed. It weighed, like I say, it wasn't gift-wrapped. And it, it looked so much like an afterthought. It really did. Now, at the end of the day, I mean, it, it's a nice cutlery set. I still uh, use it. I like it. It's, a, it's nice. Um, but the way that it was presented and uh, it, was, it was such a, oh, what's this type of moment? And I think about, uh, you know, the opportunity that you, uh, you have uh, to really wow a client. And I'm thinking, okay, let's just say that you uh, put, say, in the bedroom, um, for instance. Again, it's getting to know the clients. Um, but maybe in the bathroom, you leave uh, some really nice, uh, you know, like whether it's scented candles or, um, a, you know, a you know, some bath stuff and not to you know, have it in a nice basket or whatever on the side of the bath or, you know, whatever you do. Maybe it's some champagne flutes with a bottle of champagne next to the bath or something like that. And uh, the opportunity that you have in a couple of rooms of the house and like the kitchen uh, to do some really nice things that we like, wow, and thinking about, so what's really different? You know, what's thinking outside the square in terms of providing that wow experience, getting to know your client, you know, and doing... Um, you know, doing the right thing. Um, I think a, a huge opportunity for uh, your builders in in the areas is to get to know the local businesses and have uh, relationships with them and essentially put together... Well, let's face it, most people that build a house, they're, they're often new to an area. Uh, and putting together a pack of, uh, you know, here's all the local services and specials that they're going to offer for you. So, you know, whether it be... Uh, electricians, carpet cleaners, uh, you know, all, all the different services that you need uh, for home. Um, you know, here's another one that's um, one for thinking outside the box. Understanding what, okay, this is, I'm thinking out loud here. Let's just say that um, you know, they're picking up the keys. You get to understand from the client, so, you know, when are you moving in, what time are you, are you moving in, etc., etc. How long is it? Is it going to be one trip? Is it going to be multiple trips, etc., etc.? Let's just say that you know that uh, it's not today that they get the keys that they're moving in, but it's tomorrow. And through the course of getting to know the client, you know that you know this is their favorite type of food, etc. And you arrange for Uber Eats to deliver uh, you know, a bunch of their favorite food at lunchtime on the day that they're moving in. Because you know what it's like when you move in, right? You know that it's absolutely nuts. Uh, you know, you don't have time to, you know, prepare or think about any food. You normally go hungry, etc. 
And imagine if you did that. It's like, wow, now that's, now that's special, right? That's, that's something all people would remember. It's a really nice touch. So it's not, we're not talking about spending a lot of money necessarily, but it's, it's doing those little things. It's the attention to detail, learning to ask the right questions, listening to what people say so that you can have an impact on, on what it is that, that they do. So the, the art comes in the fact-finding uh, fact as you're getting to know someone, you know, if you're in that, that sales-type job, etc., etc. And that's what I do with my clients is I get to understand who they are, what, they, you know, what are the issues going on in their life, what are they like doing, etc., etc., so that when, you know, when the, those times come, it means you can have more meaningful discussions, but... Uh, you know, if you want to do something special for somebody, you can capture that, uh, you know, that information. So it's those little things. And again, bring it back to your home, listening to your kids, listening to your partner. Here's one little thing that I do for uh, my eldest daughter because, uh, you know, you see, what I need to be careful of, and her mum does too, is that she doesn't get lost in all the stuff and all the time away from her because, uh, you know, hospital and stuff. Now, like today, for instance, I've been in hospital for six days, but it's a weekend when uh, she is with her mum, so her mum's with her the whole time I'm in hospital, so it's not like she's missing out on, on that time. Uh, but one of the things that I do for her when she, she goes to school, so I make her lunch three days a week and her mum makes it twice a week. Um, so right now, she goes through different phases, but right now I make her a toasted sandwich and I wrap it up in foil so that, uh, you know, it stays you know, a little bit crisper and nicer. And I use a permanent marker because, you know, the, the steel foil is silver and I use a black steel marker and I always write her a, a sweet little message on it. Um, something like, um, yeah, hi, am have a, or something like, have a, have an amazing day to day darling good luck with your maths test or you know something like that or I'll you know just I'll draw a funny little picture on it at the end and um, say love dad and it's it's just those little things and what were she will always remember them for as long as she lives because I do it every day that you know I make her lunch and she keeps them so I said oh what do you do with the force she said well dad all your messages they get saved on um, she says it's in my locker and she said we, we make this we add to it each day with the foil and we're making this big ball that they then like kick around and stuff um, but yeah that's a little thing and you know listening to her about I know she's got a birthday coming up in August and she wants like she's really into her gaming and, and so forth and she's got uh, AirPods she's got a nice little mouse mat and she wanted a, a computer that the keyboard lit up and she's got a, a huge mouse mat that she puts the computer on as well and that also lights up in similar fashion to her keyboard uh, and it's really quite cool and I know that she wants uh, some headphones so for when she's doing her gaming and uh, so I already I already know that um, but also it's just listening for some some cues and things that she might say and sometimes people say things that uh, are maybe deliberately dropping clues or, uh, you know, they're, they're not knowing that they're, they're dropping a little clue, but you, you listen to those things. Um, one of the, 
the huge tips for any men listen, listening right now. As men, we want to solve people's problems. And when it comes to your, your partner, don't try and solve their problems, okay? They normally don't want their problems solved. And if you think, but why? They say that here's a problem and I'm there to solve it. Well, think about this. You have many problems as well. Do you want someone to solve all your problems? No. You want to be able to, what? Solve them yourself, right? Because the bigger learning and the, the bigger growth is in the person understanding and learning how they can solve their own problems. But here's the thing. Women talk a lot more than men do. They use a lot more words. They're a lot more expressive. We tend to keep things to ourselves. Now, in women saying things, it doesn't mean it's a problem. It's just that us stupid men interpret something that's being said as, oh, this sounds like a problem, therefore you want me to solve it. They don't come out and say, I've got a problem, darling, can you help me solve it? They're just talking. But you, in your stupid male brain, say, oh, this is a problem, I am here to solve it. Now, if you want a funny video to watch with your partner, go to YouTube and search for Nail in the Head. You'll find it. It's like a three to five minute video. Uh, watch that. It's a great example. Uh, have some fun with your partner and you'll both agree that, yeah, that is what it's like. Um, so often your job, stupid man, is to sit there and listen and empathize, not solve the problem. Okay, and you'll build so much more rapport that way and you'll learn to get a greater understanding of your partner. They're not stupid. Women are a lot smarter than you are, stupid man. Uh, so, you know, respect your partner and uh, listen. Just listen to them. Allow them to share their feelings. And, again, stupid man, learn to express yourself better. <laughs> I'm being a bit harsh on stupid man. But I'm a stupid man, so I can say it. So anyway, I'm getting closer to home, uh, which is nice. It's actually been a, a clear run. Um, where we live here in Melbourne, um, I live on something called the Monash Freeway. Now, if you live in any part of the world and you've heard of the Monash Freeway, you would understand what I'm talking about. It seems like... Okay, there's this thing with the Sydney Harbour Bridge. They say that they have to paint it all the time right for corrosion check it etc etc but it's made of steel and so once they they start the sydney harbour bridge once they get to the end of painting it they have to go back to the start because that's how long it takes the monash freeway is always having roadworks on it it's like they're always doing a lane they're adding an extra lane and guess what they only ever add one extra lane and so by the time they add that extra lane it's already outgrown they open it for a bit and it's already outgrown because it's taken so long to add the extra lane. And so, uh, you know, we've uh, still got roadworks on here. They've been going for over 12 months and um, it will be nice when they open up. I'm looking at a third lane over there that's not open yet. Uh, but man, the roadworks take so long here. Anyway, I have spent some time driving on LA freeways and not me being the driver. I don't think I'd be game enough to do that. Uh, because we drive on different sides of the road. Uh, but what I realise is, wow, we've got really good quality roads here in Melbourne, Australia and Victoria. 
uh, compared to LA. But anyway, uh, pay attention to the little things, people, particularly stupid men. Okay, pay attention. You can have a huge positive impact on relationships, all types of relationships. Now, before I close this out, I'm just having... All right, it's Saturday night, right? Let's have some fun. So, all of you out there that have an intimate partner, right? Here is a great, great tip to dramatically improve your sex life dramatically improve your connection so to start with um, all right if there's kids listening now or if you if you're not open to uh, I'm not gonna swear I've just missed my turn off no I haven't oh, geez, I'm glad I didn't go down there I would have run off the road oh there's a car in front of me hang on let me just focus for a second because I'm gonna start talking about sex all right so switch off now if you don't want to hear about it I'm not gonna be explicit or swear or anything um, so when it comes to sex and being intimate with your partner and dramatically enhancing that experience, I'm going to give you some tips. First of all, what you need to do is not focus on the orgasm, okay? Men and women, forget about that. What you want to do is Saturday night, you want to you know, put the kids to bed, make sure that you shut your door, lock your door, whatever, make it clear that there is no disturbance. Now, I know that that seems like a long period of time, but stay with me here. Remember, the outcome here is not orgasm. The outcome is about connection with your partner, deepening the sexual experience with your partner. So what you want to do is set aside that time, no distractions, set the mood, all that kind of stuff. And you want to have a completely different focus, perhaps, to what you normally do when you get into this space. I mean, we're all busy and, you know, people think, okay, well, tonight's the night, bang, let's get it over and done with. And before you know it, it's over, you fall asleep. So this isn't one of those nights, okay? So the way that you can deepen your connection is not by telling your partner that, you know, you listen to me and... This is what he said to do because then it becomes obvious that you're trying to do something different. So you want to be focusing on doing this to just feel, well, what's the different experience for you? And then I guarantee you, your partner will have a different experience as well. The key is to focus on matching the breathing of your partner, okay? The breathing patterns of your partner. And through that process, there may be more eye contact, Uh, There may be more, uh, I don't know, just more touching, feeling, kissing, looking, whatever. But what the outcome is, is to match your partner's breathing level. So if they start to slow down their breathing, slow down your breathing. If they start to speed up their breathing, speed up your breathing. So you're matching what it is that they are doing with their breathing and what that will do is make you more and more connected in the moments okay so the key is to do it for a long period of time okay whatever's going on for them make sure that that's going on for you in terms of your breathing it sounds so simple and for some of you stupid men 
it might sound stupid. You think, oh, what's the point in doing that? Well, trust me, if I was to give you a tip that would greatly enhance your sex life, then wouldn't you want to try it? It's so simple to do, but some of those simple things aren't necessarily easy to do. So that's your homework. To go off, but when not when you're rushed, but when you've got time, make time and just do it. And then just see the impact that it's had on you. And maybe see what the impact that it has, on, has had on your partner as well. It's an exciting step. Most people don't go through a process of working on improving what's going on in the bedroom. It just happens. People figure, well, they got an orgasm, I got an orgasm. And then fantastic, we've got a good sex life. It is this number of frequency, etc. Uh, through the week, a month. Um, so therefore, I'm satisfied, they're satisfied, so we're all satisfied. But, you know, there's more to it, right? It's like just going through life and being satisfied with where you are with your job when really, yeah, you're turning up, you're going to the job, you're getting paid for the service, you don't really love it, but you're doing it and, you know, you're just trying to get through to the weekend so that you can recover enough and do enough of other fun things so that you can get through the next week and the next and the next. Wouldn't you rather find a career that you're super passionate about and you love each day that you spend there and uh, you know like for me in my business I'm constantly looking for creating a better version of me and getting better outcomes for my clients uh, just improving the experience for everybody. So what if you adopted that same philosophy to everything that's going on with your sex life? You know, you, you worked on that together. I believe that you've reached the, the pinnacle with your partner when you, because we're vulnerable, right, when it comes to sex, because let's face it, you're there with no clothes on, and if somebody says, oh, you're fat, or, oh, what's this here, or, oh, I don't like that, or whatever, then that completely takes you to the most vulnerable place that you've ever been. You know, because you're you're naked, you're exposed, you're you're sharing things that you share with no other person. So you're very vulnerable. And so I believe that you've reached the pinnacle where you can get to that place with your partner, where you can talk about anything, you can ask for anything, you will do anything, and you feel safe. And I'm not talking about doing things that are illegal or immoral or anything like that. I'm talking about those things that you agree between you and your partner that these are the, the things that, that you want to be doing. I believe that you should be able to ask and try anything at least once. And if you like it, add it to your repertoire. If you don't, then get it out. You shouldn't be forcing things upon people. It should be a, a loving, beautiful, caring, nurturing relationship. And that, to me, is when you've reached the pinnacle. But if you're lying there, and I'm sure every single person can relate to this, you're lying there and you're thinking, oh, I wish they would do this, or I wish they wouldn't do that, or I wish there would be more of this, uh, less of that, more of this, whatever, then everybody is in that place, right? You think, oh, gosh, at this particular moment, I really wish they would do X, Y, Z, you know? We've all got those things. We all have fantasies. We've all got those, those little extra little things that would say, oh, do you know, if you just did this, 
it would just make the experience so much more special for me. And part of it, a big part of it, is breathing patterns. Trust me, there is a lot of research, and I'm talking about uh, a lot of research that I've done, um, but um, just like everything, I like to learn how to get better at things. And uh, this is a really, really powerful tip, really powerful. And look, you have a lot of fun in the process, hey, in trying things out. Anyway, that's your Saturday night homework. Have fun. Have fun. See you tomorrow.